tonight. Uh, thank you for uh, coming and sharing with us in our Wednesday night Bible study. We finished last week our series we was talking about. So uh, tonight, and I've got something just to kind of bridge the gap, uh, just a short lesson that we're going to talk just uh, for this evening, and I uh, hope that you can get something um, uh, uh, from that uh, uh, tonight. I'm going to uh, go to St. John's Gospel, uh, John chapter 16, verse 33, and we've got it on the screen there, and uh, uh, just um, this one passage of Scripture, we're going to use this as a uh, launch and point to um, talk about our lesson tonight. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. Um, I, I'm really kind of feeling a connection with some of the things that I have heard already this evening. Jesus said, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. I look at that as a very positive statement. A statement that we all can count on and lean on. Because tonight I want to talk to you just briefly about living a positive life in a negative world. Living a positive life in a negative world. Church, I don't know if I have ever in my lifetime lived among so much negative forces. Negative forces and negative energy in the world in which we now live. I mean, it's just rampant. It's, it's everywhere. Everywhere you look, there is negativity staring you in the face, attempting to pull every bit of joy and peace you have in your heart right out of you. It's hard not to get all caught up in the forces which have taken the whole earth. Amen. These forces have taken the earth in what I call a tailspin and carrying everything in its grips down the drain to oblivion. And now, even as we speak tonight, we have this new coronavirus that is going rapid around the globe. Starting in China, but now it has went into many nations. And I was doing, I was doing a little study, and to 
bring back, I have studied uh, and taught out of Revelation for many years, and this, this coronavirus fits right in with what the Word of God prophesies of being the last time when he says pestilence. The, one of the words for pestilence is plague. Um, and I was reading where the, the Center for Disease Control, I just found this out today. They have been waiting for years for this one disease, one plague to start that will go around the globe and wind up killing millions of people. And one of the people in the uh, Center of Disease Control said it's, we all, we've always known it was going to be not a question of if, but when. And they already have a name for it. They, they got a name. They have designated a disease, future disease, they say it will come, as Disease X. And this man says right now it's a good possibility this coronavirus has got all the connecting points to possibly be that. And he believes that it will show up in the United States. Uh, it's a uh, already affecting uh, uh, finance and a lot of things. But there's, I, I just added that into what I had to say because we are in a lot of negative forces and negative energy today. And it seems to get harder and harder every day with all the stuff that's going on to try to live a positive life in the midst of all the negativity. We are told in God's Word that the joy of the Lord is our strength. But to be able to walk in that joy is becoming increasingly more difficult seemingly day by day. Listen to me now. And listen to me close. I'm talking to church people. I'm talking to believers uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have become disguised experts. Many people who go weekly to the house of God, we have become disguised experts with our painted on smile, robotic mentality in which we have programmed ourselves into doing all the right things in public so those around us can't see our pretense. All while we are screaming deep down inside, begging, pleading for some help, some relief from the pain that we're feeling. Now, I hope now that I've got your attention and you're thinking, 
Some might be out there saying, well, it looks like the pastor's got my number tonight. But I wish to declare unto you, there is a way out. And you don't have to pretend to have joy. You can live a joyful, positive life even in this heartless, negative world. <clears throat> if you got Jesus Christ, you got what you need. You don't need nothing else. What we was talking about earlier. <clears throat> and if you can somehow grab a hold of this message, I believe you can walk out of here changed, renewed, and excited about all that God has got for you. Somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's just talk about this living positive in a negative world. Hallelujah. The first thing I want to share with you tonight is to understand this. God has you where you're at right now for a reason. Whatever you are going through, whatever you're dealing with, You may be in a struggle, you may be in a bind, you're going through all kind of, and you got all of this negative stuff happening to you. And you get to the point in the place, you think, well, I have been deserted. No one who has ever been a believer in Jesus Christ, filled with the Spirit, has ever been deserted. If you've been deserted, then Jesus told a lie, and all what we're doing, we're wasting our time. Because Jesus said, I'll go with you all the way, even to the end. Now, some kind of a way God has got to get us out of the notion that everything that happens is all about us. Because when we're in the midst of a battle, I mean, and we're just hit by negative forces right and left. We get, I mean, we, we immediately think, man, it's me. I've been attacked, you know. I, I mean, uh, what's going on? But church, God has got to let us, help us get out of that notion that everything is about us. Everything that happens is not about me, it's not about you. If you're a Christian, the Bible says you're not your own, your life is guided by God. And it is he who takes you down the side, what I'm going to call the side streets of life, when you think, hey, I should be up there on the main interstate highway headed to heaven. So why am I off over here on the side street? You know, there's a, if you're driving through Memphis, Tennessee, you may at nighttime you may want to stay on that interstate. You don't want to get off. There's some parts of town they tell me that not even the police go after dark. I think there's places like that in Nashville now. <laughs> so sometimes some of the struggles we go through, we think we have made a misturn. Why am I doing way off down here in this part of town? I ought to be back up on the main highway headed to heaven. Uh, 
And one way to say positive in a negative situation is to stop and ask God, who or why am I here, here for? If you can just get your mind off your situation just for a minute and think God may have you going through what you're going through, not for you, but for someone else. Sometimes your pain, the season you are in, is meant to be a witness to somebody else. Somebody else needs to see you going through what you're going through and see God's wondrous power at work in your life. And if you and I take that situation and make it all about us and think it's all about us, we could miss the opportunity why God is allowing us where we're at and the person we're there to help. And I'm I'm just going to give you for the sake of time uh, one scripture, an example. Acts chapter 16 verse 25. And at midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Paul and Silas didn't break any laws. They didn't do anything evil. But they were beaten to the blood running down their back and thrown in the jail. Paul and Silas could have been down there blaming God. God, I listened to you. I felt you tell me to go over here to do this, and I do that. Now I'm here. What in the world's going on? But there may have been one or more of those prisoners who needed to see God working in somebody. And Paul and Silas didn't let God down. Paul knew it wasn't all about him. That everything bad that happens in his life, every bad season he goes through, is not meant to harm him. But if Paul and Silas had never been thrown in that jail, there's some prisoners that was listening while at midnight they were singing and they were giving praise to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because the greatest miracle wasn't in the, in, in the earthquake that, that, that freed Paul and Silas, but it freed all those prisoners. And didn't one of them leave? They all stayed. They heard the witness of Paul and Silas. They seen the testimony, the living testimony of two men who trusted God and believed God. I believe 
Paul and Silas was in that jail, not for them, not to harm them, not to slow them down, not caused by the devil, but so some prisoners could hear the witness. Who around you in your neighborhood, on your job, fellow worker, that don't go to church and hear the message preached that you hear, but yet they need somebody to be a witness. And that witness could be me or you that when something bad happens to us, when negative things happen to us, we can remain positive and say, I'm trusting God. I'm believing God. Hallelujah. Glory. <coughs> so it's not always just about us. And then the second point. God precedes every, say that word every. God precedes every trial with an escape route. You can count on it, Brother Douglas. Every trial that comes your way before you get involved in it, God's already made a way out. <clears throat> Sometimes it becomes hard to stay positive <clears throat> when there appears to be no way out of your situation. Have you ever been there? There's been a lot of situations in my life that I didn't know how I was going to get out. I'm going to get out. How am I going to get out of this one? Um, old Laurel and Holler years ago, one of them would slap the other, and this is a fine mess you got us in, Ollie. <laughs> now, some of you young ones have to go back and look at some old films and know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. And sometimes we get negative ourselves and, and not keep a positive outlook when there appears to be no way out. You feel just like the Israelites trapped at the Red Sea. The Red Sea in front of them there was mountains on one side and mountains on the other. That place that they were led to. I have, I have went online using Google Earth, and been, uh, and I've been able to look down and see that beach area and that place where all the Israelites was gathered. Where they say uh, probably the crossing took place. They left Egypt. They came out happy, joyful, because they, was, they even spoiled the Egyptians. They had, they, they had the Egyptians' money and their gold, everything. But here they was, and they, it appeared, it appeared they were trapped. And when you're standing in front of a sea, Mountains on both sides, and the smoke of the enemy's chariots from the dust 
coming behind you, it's kind of hard to stay positive. Amen? But let me hear, here's the fact. They never was trapped. They didn't see that. They didn't understand that. But they never was trapped. God will never lead you into a trap, dear heart. God will never lead you into a trap. When you get a hold of these truths and you live by them, this is what will make you stay positive in a bad situation. Hallelujah. They never was trapped. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, I believe it is, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Say those three words, God is faithful. Say it again, God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. The old boy one time said, I wish God didn't trust me so much. <laughs> Hallelujah. But with the temptation will also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. God just told Moses, stretch out your rod and tell the Israelites to start walking. They never was trapped. When you realize that God will never lead you into a trap, that will help you stay positive in a negative situation. In the midst of the night of your trouble and fear, it seems as if the daylight is never going to come. Sometimes the struggle becomes harder when you look but can't see a light at the end of the dark tunnel. It makes it any worse when you keep looking and you do see a light, but then you hear some rumbling and it turns out that light is a train headed right at you. I believe Kessie and Chris knows a little bit about that and some exploration. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But listen, folks. God has promised that morning will come. And I'm going to end our study by one of my favorite scriptures in the book of Psalms. Psalms 30, verse 5. His anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Believe that, and you can stay positive in a negative situation. You can stay positive in your storm, your trial, in the night of despair. If you can concentrate on God always, has a way out, a way through in your pain. But we have a tendency to listen to Satan's lies rather than God's truth when we are in despair. But we have got, because see, that's what faith is all about. Faith is about staying positive. And so tonight I will 
leave you with the thought. Yes, we live in a negative world. We live in some negative times. But it is possible for you to live a positive life in a negative world if you would just believe God. Let us stand.